You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. So Newlywed Podcast. Uh, this is brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. And as usual, I'm one half of your co-host, Candace. You can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. And as usual, I'm joined by my partner in crime, my Uno buddy, best friend, London's dad. Don't be trying to butter me up. Word. Anime guru. You trying to get something tonight. Word. Hey, hey, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, Mike is here, yeah. What's up? Y'all know where to find me at on uh, Twitter, uh, BrilliantDom, D-U-M, underscore E. Um, (laughs) Every time I say my, every time I say it, we laugh. (laughs) Because I just put that shit on there, just to, I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, we have a good episode for y'all because we are bringing back the Let's the Let's Talk About Sex series, and we have a really good episode for you guys. Um, we're going to be rethinking female sexuality and <laughs> debunking some of the myths uh, regarding women's libido, women and monogamy, and how this can help men and women better connect sexually so and i'm gonna be learning like y'all because i don't know shit about this topic um candace did the research but and i've like looked over it a lot but um yeah there's just some things in here that's just like it's it's, new information it's all gonna blow you not maybe not blow your mind but yeah don't don't set the expectations too (laughs) (laughs) maybe you know hopefully you get something from this And you will rethink the way you view female sexuality. And not just men, but women too. Because a lot of women have been socialized to believe certain things about our sexuality, our bodies, how we handle relationships. Um, So we're going to talk about some of it. First things first, I came across an author by the name of Wednesday Martin, who is a sexologist. And she currently has a New York Times bestselling book called Untrue. Um, and it's all about debunking some of the myths regarding female sexuality, libido, monogamy, um, and all that kind of stuff. And then I did some digging. I listened to her on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I really loved her, where her perspective on things. I love the fact that she's trying to get centuries worth of dated research regarding women's sexuality out the paint finally and according to her human sexuality has been historically male-centered and it's led to centuries of misinformation on female sexuality which is completely believable because if male sexuality is the bar how can you really expound on female sexuality when we are too two different genders, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, everything about us can work completely different sometimes while still being the same. Um, <clears throat> so one of the bigger, one of the largest, most known myths is that women do not have sex drives as high as men. 
<laughs> which you talk to a lot of women, they absolutely be like, that's not true. You know, right. I, I have a lot of desires. And so that leads us <clears throat> to the first part of this conversation is how when they research and when they study uh, libido and sexual desires, how they look at it. And for so long, they looked at, you know, desire in one way. But you can separate desire into two categories, spontaneous desire and responsive desire. And th and this is all new to me, but <laughs> it made absolute sense. So spontaneous desire is basically... When when you uh get that mental interest, like when you just sitting, if you walk it down the street, right, and then your mind just jumps to sex, like I want to you some, or can't wait to get home and get some sex, or you know, or like if you, well, I guess if you see someone attractive, that would be responsive. No, that would be, would that be that would be spontaneous. If that would it, be spontaneous. If it like, comes to your mind first, okay, it's consistent. as as opposed to. There being some kind of physical contact, yes, is that the difference? Yes. Okay. So spontaneous okay. is bam, you just you want sex, you just start thinking about sex, hmm. and that spontaneous desire is how they have measured sexual desire and libido in men and women for a very long time. Like, how often do you just start thinking about sex? Well, niggas think about sex all the time. <laughs> so, with that in mind. If you look at research, yes, it would appear that men have the higher men have the higher sex drives right. because they think about it more. However, recently, like within the, I want to say like the early two thousands, they started introducing responsive desire into hmm. the research, and responsive desire happens when you are physically ready for sex before you feel mental desire. Gotcha. So it's like, um, for example, let's say you tell me you horny. I'm like, okay, babe, we could have sex tonight. Even though I might not actually be, be fully in the mood, but I'm like, okay, we'll have sex tonight. And then as we're getting into it, then the mental part of me shows up with the physical part. So, okay. So that's like where, like when foreplay come in. Or I would, of, yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Like yeah, basically, like when we start okay. getting into the act, my body is responding, but now my mind has arrived too. Like, oh, this feels good. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Or let's do this. Let's do that. Okay. That is what they consider responsive desire. Okay. 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 Because it's a response. Your mind has a response to the physical. That makes sense. Right. So research now shows that while more men are experiencing spontaneous desire, women experience a lot of responsive desire. And so okay. with looking at both aspects of that now, it's shown that women do have an equally high libido and sex drive as men, but their desire shows up. They should have did this at women over 30. I feel like y'all have uh, a higher spontaneous too. So... Or like like it's higher than normally measured. Like I don't know the age groups that they did this right. research on. Yeah. But I feel like women, you know, once they hit that age of thirty, you kind of know more about your your own body and know more about yourself. You kind of know what you want, know what you like, 
And you can then kind of have those desires because you didn't get to have better experiences with sex. Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know how right that is, but that that's just what it seems like to me. Yeah, absolutely. Which, <clears throat> she kind of touches on that as well. But then she talks about the work of Rosemary Basin, uh, who realized that spontaneous desire is the kind of desire that sexologists had measured for years and that responsive or triggered sexual response is much more important for women so like i said once you measure it with those two scales now present um it turns out that women are in fact every bit as sexually arousable uh and have equally as high libidos as men Mm -hmm. so we could kind of throw out that women don't be wanting to fuck or they do they do, but I think in 2019 that's absolutely um, correct that women have um, these sexual desires. I mean, we've we've come to a place, in, at least in society, where it's not as shunned um, as it once was, maybe like in the 90s or the early 2000s to be more sexual as a woman, to be more open as a woman. I think in 2019, people are more open than they were back then. Not saying everyone, but you kind of get looked at as a weirdo now if you have like this stigma about women where they they can't be sexual you know what i mean it it, it's it's that like what's wrong with you like why why are you so upset about this woman um you know showing her sexuality or being able to be sexual and be herself right um because you know and i'd say i don't really know about the early 90s because i was really young but in the late 90s and early 2000s it was really uh, like you know, shame time when anytime that came around for like <coughs> strippers or anyone in that kind of lifestyle, yeah. um, girls in porn or whatever the case may be, and that's going to the extreme. But, um, any kind of sexuality, like having sex with more than one man in a couple of weeks, right. is what was one of those things where, like, oh, she a hoe, right? You know what I mean. And so that brings us to the next point. It was a good segue. Um, Then she starts to discuss female sexuality and monogamy. Because Hmm. women have been socialized to believe they are monogamous monogamous ones. And Mm -hmm. that men need variety. And that they need to go sobe oats. And they need to be wild and get it out the way before they settle down. And new findings, <clears throat> excuse me, are showing that women have reported having uh, similar intensities of desire and arousal to men. So there's been a real shift in how women <clears throat> even think about monogamy, which is, like you said, it's a sign of the times changing. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, we're taught that men are the ones who need variety. Um, but studies show that that's the exact opposite of the case. And she. <laughs> In all honesty, unless you get someone who's like really, really, really bad at sex, I don't think there's. Well, 
much. <clears throat> uh, uh, uh. Huh? So, according to new studies, over-familiarization with a partner and desexualization kills women's libidos in relationships. So, we used to think that it was only men who become sexually bored after marriage, but it turns out that that's not true and that about three years into relationships, women's sex drive take a, a deep dive because they get bored sexually. And it's not mm. to say that they um, are not in love with their partner. It's just that, as we all know, uh, there's a certain level repetition, of, <clears throat> yeah. repetition, comfort, complacency. Uh, you tend to get into a routine with each other. Okay, we're going to have sex on our off days. Uh, we're going to do it in this position. Um, it's not vigorating anymore it's yes, not spontaneous it's you kind of know what's yes. going to happen it's hard it's like watching a movie that you've seen a million a times million you know times. what i mean you know yeah. what's coming absolutely so it kind of it can take the joy out of it a little bit i can see that right especially yeah. when we are socialized to believe sex is more for men than women and you know because hmm. a lot of misogyny a lot of religion um, has said that, you know, women, you know, have sex to bear children. Uh, and for That's a, a terrible time, reason to have sex. Yeah, for a long time, it, women were treated as, as if we shouldn't be sexual beings and really enjoy sex. We should have sex because men want to have sex with us, so we should have sex with them. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, now nah, that's that, but right. that's wildest shit to say in today's but, time. But like even, just that that mind frame, and even stuff that I thought was okay maybe a decade ago. It's it's one of those things to kind of look back on and be like, yo, like what the fuck were we taught? Yeah, like a, a bunch who of came nothing. up with these? Even now, even now, <clears throat> you know, she discusses how. A lot of women don't know their sexual self, right? right? Because they right. don't. They and don't. you hear that from a lot of women. That's not. That's not one of those things that I've, like, not come across of just being, you know, active in my uh, time here on <laughs> planet Earth. Uh, is is one of those things that seems to be pretty common, even if you just like talk to some women it's just like well i never really enjoyed sex or i don't uh i never came from sex or from right. penetration or from you know whatever you know whatever the case may be it's it's always one of those aspects that is involved in those conversations when you talk to women about sex right uh so yeah i can definitely see that how maybe research and what we've been taught and what we've been, you know, taught to believe uh, growing up, how it can hinder you from just being yourself and being able to be uh, sexual. Because men are able to be sexual. Maybe a little, they may have a little bit too much freedom. Right. <laughs> like niggas may, niggas may need to bring it back in, like reel it in a little bit. Right. So I, I can see how that can affect your sexual experience because you're not open and you don't know what you want and you don't know what you like. Right. So it's hard to be able to enjoy something that you don't really have any knowledge of 
but you're just doing it. Right, right. So, <clears throat> before we finish out this part of the conversation, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break. We hope that you stay with us and come back with us after the jump. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Alrighty, welcome back. Before we left, we were talking about how um, a lot of women in relationships their libido drops off after three three years or so because mm-hmm. they get sexually bored and a lot of women don't know their sexual selves. And when I say don't know their sexual selves, um, they <clears throat> never really got to experiment, uh, you know, with toys, role playing, uh, maybe open relationships, maybe, you know, checking out, you know, swinger clubs or whatever the case may be, even just, you know, trying new positions that they really like or, you know, not being able to come out and say, you know what, I like this kind of porn and it gets me off. Or Even I'm, not saying, like, that you don't like something is, yeah. is one of those things, right? Like, I don't like that. Like, yeah. let's not do that. Right, I don't like exactly. that. Exactly. And, and the crazy part is, <clears throat> you know, the the real chemical aspect of it like they've done research on neurochemicals and they found that sexual desire is triggered when we do something new with a long-term partner you know a thrilling activity is ideal it could give you know give you a wash of hormones that make you feel new to each other again and not just sexually like go do something new yes yeah take maybe take a ballroom dancing class or you know, take a vacation. To Bungee a place. jumping. No. no. Take a vacation no. to a place you've never been before or whatever the case may be. Skydiving. <clears throat> you don't even like planes, so I know <laughs> you're not talking about goddamn skydiving. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I'm just saying in general. Like, if you want to get, like, you know, the, no. the juices going. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Zip line. No. Oh, all okay. right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever is new and exciting to you that you've never done that you and your partner could do together has a great probability of increasing the sexual desire in your relationship when you kind of hit that uh i don't want to say plateau where wait that, till we go to the mountains i'm not going to anybody's mountains whoa <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> okay the other part in you know Sadly, we have to discuss this, but for a lot of women in a lot of places, even outside of, you know, especially outside of the U.S., women can't safely express that they don't desire monogamy or that they want to try new things sexually without the the potential for abuse or harm. Hmm. Right. You know, a lot of women can't go to a man and be like, I love you, but 
just being with you and only you is boring. I want to have a threesome. I want to go to a swingers club. I want to, you know, try some new stuff. They can't safely express that because as we said, how we have been socialized to view women in sex, um, men don't. It's the meek, like... Yeah, you need to be meek, you need to be submissive, you need to, you, you know, need to be you need like to follow my lead. pure almost, yeah, like that to, innocent, Yeah, like, it's almost disgusting, really, when you, when you really think about it, like how we have been taught to think about women our entire lives. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not healthy for one, for men. No. And it's not healthy for women because they don't get to express, you know, or be themselves. They have to suppress it. All that suppressed energy and all that suppressed tension. And no wonder y'all angry. Like, what? I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Rain it in. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just uh, for real though. It's 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 one of those things that's um, it's 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 a shame that we haven't been this open for years there's so much more that we probably could have learned within this time right uh and and so much things could be different right i mean all in all um in order for us to become more comfortable with sexuality and sexually and this is for men and women, we have to have conversations where men and women understand the gaps in sexual experiences between men and women because study, like they, she spoke about a study where they asked men and asked women about their sexual experiences Mm -hmm. and the differences were really astounding because studies show that a lot of women report sexual experiences as painful anticlimactic, not focused on her pleasure, and boring. Like, in, in pain field, you know, doing things you don't want to do, uh, not paying, you know, men not paying attention to your body and your moans and what's feeling good to you and what's not. So a lot of women have a lot of bad sexual experiences, whereas with men, what made this sexual experience was bad was when they reported stuff like the condom broke. Mm. No wonder them dick yelps be terrible. Like, you know, so they report stuff like the condom broke or they find out that the girl... That's a bad experience? I would say that's bad if you ain't trying to get somebody (laughs) or... Um, or, I don't know. I don't think a condom breaking ever happened, uh, hurt my experience. Well, for for some men it has. Um, It's, It's caused a scare. When you have a scare like that, then you... Think back on the experience, like, that was good until the fucking condom broke. And I don't know if she's pregnant or not. I don't know if I got VD or not, whatever the case. And then they, like, talked about how, you know, what they consider a bad experience was, like, finding out if she slept with a friend of theirs or... How is that a bad sexual experience? That's more like a bad relationship (laughs) experience. I don't think that really correlates to sexual experience. But, But again, this is, is what... They're reporting. They're yeah, reporting they, I mean, they ask, they ask those questions. I'm just saying, I don't... So, niggas is just... <laughs> but it just shows you that the difference is is miles apart. Women right. are saying pain, no pleasure, 
you know, boredom. But that's know. because niggas don't we they don't they don't have any knowledge of like the female body or you know what to do or how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like niggas is just going out winging it. Like fuck it, I'm gonna get mines. Like I I I can understand why it, it it's so separated. Yeah, is what I mean. I can definitely understand why it's so separated, but it it shouldn't be is is the main thing here, right? It's like it shouldn't be that separated. Like it should be these experiences with with sex but is like we, everyone is supposed to enjoy we, it. Are we surprised? If no, we, no, no. It's not about being surprised. Definitely not surprised. If we look at the way. Especially straight men, we look at the way straight men tend to treat women and feel entitled to women. It absolutely, I absolutely. It's more like a use, and you know, yeah, on to the next one. They do, they do sex to women. They don't have Have sex sex with women, and I'm not shocked because statistics show how violent. That's dangerous too. That's dangerous. Men can be in regards to women. Just even sh- women that they don't know. So I'm absolutely uh, not shocked. That's that a dangerous mind state. I'm not shocked that a lot of women are not having pleasurable sexual experiences with men because men don't, a lot of men don't tend to respect women in general. So I mm-hmm. know that they don't respect their sexuality and their autonomy. Um, but. I also feel like, like you said, we're at a turning point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more so here in the U.S. than um, other, other places, co- other countries. But here, you know, research showed that there's starting to be a shift in how men and women, uh, but mainly women, see marriage and relationships and monogamy, and they're starting to explore things like polyamory. They're starting to explore open relationships. Uh, having you know, um, I think we even see that a lot in pop culture too. Like we we've seen a shift in a lot of what society would probably have viewed in a negative light. Yeah. Um, in the early two thousands, with the surge of a lot of like female, even female hip hop, right? Like even with the surge of Cardi B. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion with the uh, the City Girls with the things that they're talking about. It's more woman empowerment. It's more um, you know sexuality. It's more open to being yourself and not conforming right. uh, for a man or for a relationship. Right. And I, I think that's one of the things that um, is is kind of driving a lot of this too, because I feel like. In in pop culture is really influence how women view themselves, see themselves, and how they how they portray themselves to the world. Right. Right. And when you can when you see another woman be able to be herself and be sexual and be looked at and be not degraded for that, it 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 gives you it gives you that opportunity it gives you that door to say hey this is this is what i like this is who i am right i also think uh now that we're in the time of you know me too and other yeah. stuff women are feeling empowered and no longer feeling like they have to 
uh, deal with being sexually assaulted. That's a good point. And having their autonomy and their sexuality violated uh, for the sake of keeping peace uh, with the male gaze. Right, so right, right. Now we're starting to see men being held accountable for how they violate women. And then, like you said, we're starting to see more women be open about, you know, sex, about not wanting to be tied down to men. Um, and you don't have you to know, be looked at as wrong for that. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't, you don't get those... Uh, you don't get those s- snark remarks, and you don't get those. I think we still have a ways uh, to go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but, but for the most part, for the most part, I feel like it's changed so much from I, I from like, the way it was. I feel like the the maybe the thirty six and up crowd still has a lot of unlearning to do. Right. But I think the thirty five and under uh, groups are more progressive yeah. are uh, refusing to be boxed into these societal norms we've had to deal with for so long. Um, and when we see women taking control of their sexuality, you know, it's, you know, talking about, you know, masturbation, toys, porn, uh, you know, swingers parties, threesomes, whatever, whatever you like. Women are no longer hiding that part of themselves yeah. and cowering in it. So we are now, you know, getting this new wave of women who aren't uh, being, what's the word I could, how can I phrase this? Like I said, it. they're not letting men do sex to them. Yeah. They are having sex. They are enjoying it. They are. It's, it's like on your, it's like on your own terms now. Yeah. They're, yeah. Doing things on our on our own terms and research and new studies are supporting that. And a part of that is now women are realizing that all of that research about having low sex drives and this that it is not true. It's not true. Maybe we experience desire in another way, but we experience desire. desire. Yeah. And <clears throat> um women are starting to speak up and like I said, but define... I, I feel like a lot of those studies was probably skewed too because you can't really give your real answer, right? Back then, I mean, like, you could give how... your real answer, but when it's centered around men, how do you get accurate answers from women? You know, when when looking at this, when you look at okay, well, men say, you know, forty percent of men said they feel this way, but only twenty percent of women said they feel the same way. Right, right. How is that comparable? Because even when we look at, you know, like, people who do have low sex drives, the way they treat low sex drives in men and women is completely different. Hmm. You can give men a pill, right? You could, uh, you could take a pill that can help... They got a woman pill now, drive. though, right? Don't they it's, got a it, woman it, pill now? It hasn't been FDA approved because it has oh. a lot of side effects. And okay. studies show that it didn't really increase women's sex drive... Like they thought it would. Hmm. Because. Probably because, because they were basing it off of that same research. Well, sexologists have studied it and they said that a lot of times when women's sex drives drop, it's not necessarily physical. It's mental. Gotcha. Stress. You know, you know, sometimes. Stress, sometimes, boredom. Yeah. Sometimes like 
health issues can play a part into it, but as as a whole, a lot of women's low sex drive and dropping the libido is not really physically related. It's more mental. Yeah, Whereas I can see men, that. Uh, because of, y'all don't ever really have a physical problem having right. sex. With like in terms of men, you know, like I said, there's special cases like if you have health problems or mm-hmm. but as a whole, no, with men, um you know, a lot of their like erectile dysfunction is an actual medical issue. Right. And, you know, when they are having issues with their testosterone, they see a drop in the sex drive where cuz testosterone pretty much they say drives men's sexual desire. While women have testosterone, not nearly as much, so it it's not that doesn't really affect our sex drive. Right, it could it may, but not on the same scale as men. So, even how our issues are handled in the past, they have tried to compare it to men, whereas it shouldn't men, be it compared. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be compared. It should, it should be, be one and two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I can I can definitely see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would say that it's really important to get with your partner if you've never had the conversation or if you're just getting in a relationship and have these what can be difficult conversations Mm -hmm. about what you've experienced sexually, what you feel sexually, what you want sexually. Um, Because I feel like in the long run, you will have a much better relationship with that person. Right. And a much better sexual experience yeah. overall. Like there's, there should always be that conversation where it's like, okay, this is, and it's a really awkward conversation, especially if you, you know, you haven't had open communication with this person before. If you're just getting into that relationship, this can be one of those really hard conversations, especially if you've had sex before and you're not really enjoying it. Right. Um, But these things still need to be had though, because there's no point in having that experience if it's not going to be a good one. Exactly. So having honest and open communication Committing to trying new things together to keep the desire on the upswing. Respecting boundaries. Like you said, if, if if she doesn't like doing something, you trying to coerce her or sneak it in, it's not, yeah. she's still not going to like it. I right. don't care if you spring it on her. I don't care if you keep badgering her about it. Or him. You know, same thing. But yeah. we're talking about women today. Um, respect those boundaries. Poor sex is had when boundaries are not respected, communication is not open, and you aren't on the same page. So, Mm -hmm. if you want to be more comfortable sexually with yourself, too, be honest about what you want, be honest about what you need, be honest about how you want to go about getting those wants and needs met. Yeah, I, I feel like I shouldn't be the one to say this, but it needs to be said like, don't be scared to be honest about what you like and what you don't like. Right. Be 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 open to learning about what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Like you have to have these experiences. You have to you have to know what you want because right. no one else is gonna know what you want. Right. Absolutely. I mean they might they might stumble upon something, but that's a you know what I mean, 
a, right. a rare occasion. Right. No, I agree. And so I feel like we've given y'all some good information. We've given y'all our thoughts and opinions on this. And this is just the second part in the series because we will also talk about male sexuality in the next, you know, part of this. And I want to talk about, you know, unconventional uh, relationships going forward, you know, mm-hmm. uh, polyamory, maybe if you're in the swingers, you want to add a third or four other couples, whatever the case may be. Um, these things exist and we should talk about them so that you people can have a better understanding of what it is before they either dive into it or, or make judgments about it. Right. And um, you never know what you may like. Um, you know, going down the road or however long you've been in your relationship, these things might come up. Yep. So, uh, we definitely want to be able to, uh, talk about these things and learn more about these things. This is a learning experience for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, and we'll round it out with, you know, let's talk about sex, but how to prepare your kids in their as they come into their sexuality and their sexual Ooh. being because that and that's going to be a heavy one because Ooh. historically especially in black, black communities, communities yeah uh, there's a history of parents sending their kids into the world unprepared in terms of their sexuality and sexually and it leads to a bunch of mistakes and this is where you see teen pregnancies, where you see STDs, where you see, mm-hmm. you know, kids scared to come to their parents and come out and say, you know, I'm gay, I'm bisexual, I'm this, I'm that. It's a stigma that we have to shake and we have to start preparing our kids, especially our girls, mm-hmm. for the world because so many women do not start to enjoy sex until they are much, much older because they never had anybody help them figure it out when they were starting It's an unspoken conversation. It's like if you get into this world where you're you're able to to have sex, you're just going in it blind. And when it comes to it, a lot of parents, don't be, don't, you better not be fucking. Well, when is that ever stop? Don't be fast and all this other bullshit. When has that ever stopped kids from not, teenagers from not fucking? Don't be fucking. You better not be fucking. Okay, they still fucking. Now they hiding it. They lying. They don't, they're too scared to go get some condos. They're too scared to ask about birth right. control. Right. They're not they're doing scared. it safely. They're too scared. It, girls don't know their bodies. They haven't, they losing their virginity and they're not enjoying it. So this is the second part of the Let's Talk About Sex series. It's three more parts coming. We're going to do five parts. And we really hope that you guys enjoy and listen and, and take from this so that you can have better experiences in your sex life or so that you can not uh be sending your kids in the world ill prepared to deal with sex and they don't know the responsibility of it we'll talk about male sexuality and all that kind of stuff because that's a thing too and men go through things in their sexuality and their libido might be up and down or whatever the case may be and so we talking about it. Yeah. And so before we go, we just want to thank you guys for always listening, always supporting us. If you haven't, 
please subscribe to our Patreon where we're doing exclusive content. Um, I have something new coming called Waste Away where I'm chronicling my fitness journey and trying to figure out, you know, how to have a more active life and, you know. I'm still lazy, by the way. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to figure out a way to uh, but, uh, incorporate um, but some that's, workouts. That's a thing for me that you can, you know, get exclusive video content through the Patreon. And if you haven't, purchase some merchandise. We got t-shirts and sweatshirts and whatever else. And so we just, uh, again, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you guys in two weeks. See you.